This is a fucking shit show. This is an absolute shit show. Yes, uh, how are you doing, YouTube producers? Hey, are you producing shows or reproducing babies? Now that is a box. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. Today, a very special episode of the show, the birthday Bobcast live stream extravaganza. We have a special guest coming in in about 20 minutes. Um, we have another one potentially later as well if we're going to keep this podcast going that long. And I just wanted to do a little birthday stream, baby. I don't know how it looks. We're probably choppy as all hell, but <laughs> let's try it. Let's just see what happens, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here we are. We're doing it. Why not? Um, the stream, yeah, hopefully the stream is coming through uh, all right. We we tried we sure <laughs> we, tried our best. We tried everything. So, yeah, so I mean it is what it is, dude. Yeah. Um hey, on the last show show we didn't have video at all, so I don't care if it's choppy, it's as long as we have it, we're good. Uh, yeah, we're dude, fine. We're, that's it, totally true. I mean we it was no video. <laughs> dude, but I mean, you know, when you're producing and doing it and it's like that's why these shows have you know, that's why you have a, you know, uh uh, you're in mom's house with you know whatever six producers is because yeah. there's one guy that just pulls videos up on YouTube. Yeah, that's of, his only job. There's one guy that has <laughs> to go in incognito window and pull up porn. Yeah, during the show, you know, and that's your entire job is to just pull up, um, you know, just extremely graphic videos. I didn't even realize how graphic they're. Oh, a lot of their stuff is like I. I mean, probably on the Patreon, it's probably even. Well, no, so they don't. I don't. uh, So they have. um, Yeah, how does that work? So there's two two ways of doing it. So they have um, obviously they have the YouTube channel, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, They have normally the podcasts on whatever platforms and all that shit. Um, So if you go to YouTube and you go to like their video or whatever, you can join and become a member through YouTube. I got it. And you have to pay like I don't know. It's like five dollars or whatever. It's like just like Patreon. Mm -hmm. Um, That allows you to see videos that they can't show on YouTube because okay. you're technically a paid member. Um, so it's not just anybody can see it. So it isn't a Patreon. It's, it is a YouTube subscription membership. Correct. Essentially. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a paywall on YouTube instead of a paywall on a page on Patreon. Right. Exactly. So, but, so the out, outcome is though, you get access to, you just get the videos in on YouTube though. You don't have to go to a separate. No, it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I see how they're, they have that. What IG now too. Yeah. I mean, and they definitely don't show, the super graphic stuff, you know, that they do like on YouTube. I don't, I don't oh, think you're saying they are not going to share the screen. Of, no, but they do pull up some crazy shit. I've, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. In, even, even on the ones that I've seen, they've, yeah, they go in, dude. but then they also do the, the live streams. So mm-hmm. they have a live podcast that they do. And that is just, it's not through YouTube. It's their own, like whatever that they have a, you know, member with that yep. they, they use, they stream it and they show, Everything, everything. Yeah, you get to see everything. There's I didn't, no restrictions dude. whatsoever. Do they do some crazy shit? There, I didn't realize how much they were into that type of shit. Like they are really like this isn't like yeah. this isn't Joe. Like Joe, the worst shit you're gonna see on Joe Rogan is is some kind of you know chimpanzee ripping somebody's ear off. I mean, like they're yeah. not even gonna show that. Yeah, you know. But with them, it's like they like get off. Like they love that shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that's not even like I don't even love that shit. Like I don't even. Like, that's not really entertaining to me. Like, I like, oh, I'll yeah. sit down and just watch like an interview, you know? But yeah. see, I think, I think, I think it's funny. I enjoy it. That's why I like, I watch the, um, the live streams that they do. Like I, you know, I bought them and paid for them and watched them and stuff. And it's, you know, they got some graphic shit on there, but it's, yeah. it, to me, it's funny, you know, especially like when they have guests on and they show them these videos too. That's like, that's what the whole 
like concept is is to like almost see how the guest reacts it's the guest mm-hmm. reaction to the crazy video pretty much is it so, is there sometimes when the guest doesn't even know that they do that and then they're kind of like or or they, these are all comedians no, mostly no they, they they know they know, they the know what they're getting themselves the involved yeah, in, to some yeah, extent yeah. i mean but like they, they they don't show them the videos beforehand like it's like raw reaction to mm-hmm. whatever it is yeah, they. I I like the the model though, and and I just watched Burt Cast with Tim with Tim Dillon, and I started it. I didn't actually finish it though. Fantastic! Like they just go the whole time. Like you don't have to. Th- like they just rip. Tim Dillon was the the recent guest on the the live show for YMH. He was the, oh, the really? guest on there. Yeah, he's um he's the he's so fucking. Burt said, and I agree with this. Yep, he's America's best podcaster. I agree. Right now, like he's he really is, and he did what nobody he was. I mean. You can't imagine the amount of money he made on during the pandemic on Patreon. It's just oh, oodles, amazing, oodles yeah, yeah. Him well, and Ben, and the the concept's great too. Like sure. that back and forth, and Ben was talking about it. Um, for people who don't know, we're talking about the Tim Dillon show, um, and it's a Tim Dillon's podcast. You know, he's even more famous for the podcast, I think, now than maybe his stand up. Um, yeah, and so, but Ben was like, "Yeah, I didn't even want to get on camera." at all and Tim's like you gotta get on camera right and Tim just blames all of what he says on Ben (laughs) so it's like it's almost like Joey Diaz's podcast it's like me talking shit and being like well Trett did the you know did the research so it's all you yeah look it's Trett's fault no actually and it's funny that you say that about um, him being more kind of known right now for podcasting because like that's how I've only heard of him through podcasting like I've never watched his stand up that's how I found him but he actually I think he just put a um a special out on Netflix. Special's really good. Did you watch it? Yes. I haven't seen yes. it yet. But he did I, it in he did it in fifty cities, he said. So he did the special in fifty cities. Fuck. And then he said he's like, Why would I all these people that pay for my Patreon are the ones that came to see it live. Yeah. Then why would I go and then charge them for it? Right. So he's like, I'm just gonna put it on Netflix and make a deal with Netflix it, so yeah. it's free. Make it free for them. You know, or whatever, it. the Netflix subscription, but yeah, but I mean, who the fuck doesn't have a Netflix subscription or from somebody else that you know has one that you bootleg it off of? Everybody fucking does that. So. Well, fucking Netflix is Netflix is like, hey, man, too many devices, bro. Hey, like you're on the two different, three different IP addresses. Like they're cracking down on this shit because they're they lost 80 percent of their stock hmm. They're And that's why they're taking Tim, Tim Dillon's special and not editing a single word because Netflix is realizing that they're being commoditized, mm. that stand-ups don't need them, yeah. that the Louis C.K. Louis C.K. started the model yeah. 20 years ago, mm-hmm. doing it on his website. On his website Schultz, yeah. Schultz just did it. Um, and I didn't buy Schultz's special, but I True. would gladly bootleg it, and he has no problem with that. Yep. And which is, I also think is amazing. It's like the complete democratization of content online mm-hmm. and... The fact that you don't need any of these entities to go and create something massive like this. Sure. You have Tim Dillon just, he was on Joe twice. Yeah. And a couple other podcasts and that launched him out. Yeah. And now he's making six figures probably a month from his, just from his podcast. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, especially for like comedians, at least from just, I mean, obviously I'm not a comedian, but I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts and that's like 90% of my, you know, entertainment. Um, It seems like, they care less about, oh, I got to get the money for the special and do this because it, all in all, their whole goal is to get people to come see them do stand up. Yep. So if they get a, a, they put a special out for free on YouTube, which people are, you know, doing. And I think Schultz is doing that too, or he's done. No, uh, Chris Stefano did that. Chris Stefano. Um, he he and, was going to uh, put it on YouTube for free if nobody bought Giannis it. Giannis Papas did it, just did it. Giannis Papas just did it. That's Ari right. did it. Right. They've all done it. Yeah. Because it's not about getting the money from the special. They don't really fucking you care You know who about needs that. a special? 
Who's that? Your boy. Who? Bobby Lee. That's true. Bobby Lee does not have a special. No, he does not. And he's one of the best comedians in the world. Yeah. And I, I, I love Bobby. I watch, I watch their Bad Friends podcast every single Monday when it drops. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't care about the money from the, the, uh, the streaming or anything like that. They don't give a fucking shit about that. They just want people to be exposed to them in the comedy world. Yep. Like whether that's through a free podcast on YouTube or whatever that somebody's getting their content from TikTok, Instagram, whatever, to come see them do live stand up. That is their whole goal is to go have them see them do stand up live. And that's how they make their money. That's how they really want to make their money. They don't want to be making it. I mean, maybe I guess through podcasting and, you know, that type of service. But, you know, I would think from what I've heard that comedians want people to come see them do yeah. comedy. You yeah. know, that's that's their goal. And unless, yes. So you have some, you know, Stavros, are you familiar with Cometown? We've talked about it. A yeah, that's time. right. Yep. So Stavros, um, I don't know how to say his last name and I'm not going to butcher it, but he is notorious now for saying, at least recently, like, he's like, I will never do podcasting. He's like, I am good at it mm-hmm. naturally and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. And for some reason, we made ungodly amounts of money <laughs> because most people don't know this. Cometown was the first, especially in New York, the first podcast to go behind a paywall that was extremely successful before Tim Dillon. Oh, wow. I way before that. Tim Dillon. Yeah. yeah. And so, but he's like, that, and he just left. He he just left. He just announced that he's gay. Like, it was like a bunch of shit at one time. And, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, he's a comedian, so everything is hilarious. But, um, you know, he is like, I wouldn't podcast. He's like, I just don't find it, you know, enjoyable. Yeah. And I would so much rather just work on my stand-up. But we were so successful with Cometown that we were like, let's just lean into it, you know? Right. Yeah, they almost kind of get like, not in a way. I mean, I guess you can obviously do whatever you want. But the, the way that at least I think the, like... Well, you have like, well, okay, the Joe Rogans, right? The biggest podcast in the fucking world, right? Yep. At the end of the day, Joe Rogan is a comedian. Yep. You know, that's how he got to this point that he's at is through comedy and building a fan base and then becoming... You know, well, see, the thing with Joe... I mean, you would obviously be able to know. I'm just... Yes. I'm speaking kind of general yeah, here. Yeah, 100%, 100%. But I'm using Joe Rogan as the example yep. is that like, at the end of the day, I think that they're... Their whole thing is that they're comedians. Like, yeah. yes, he's a podcaster and he's been doing it for a long time. He's a commentator. Time. Yeah, mostly. Those are his big ones. Right? Exactly. But he does have different audiences and his main. Totally. That his comedy audience. Yeah. Like he wants them to go and buy a ticket, which I have done. You know, I right. went to his shows. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I would like if if I am watching like, you know, Segura, Burt, Bobby Lee, Santino, like all these guys, I would. I, if they were around here, you know, recently or anything like that, I'd go buy a ticket and go see them do stand up just from watching their podcasts. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've watched Segura's specials and, um, you know, and things like that. But you know, and Bert too. But still, I want to go see it live. Like, I want to see these guys. You know, I want to be entertained in person, kind of thing. You know, it's different yeah. when you're sitting on your couch watching a special versus actually being there. I think. Tim said that. Tim. Tim was like, "There's no." He's like, you just, he's like, you can get it on Netflix, but you're not going to get it, get it, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not going to be, it's true. I've seen Bert. The only one I haven't really seen is Tom. I've seen Joe. I've seen Bert. I've seen Sebastian. Mm -hmm. Um, Sebastian is incredible. I mean, Sebastian Maniscalco is, um, if Tim Dillon is America's best podcaster, Sebastian is America's best family comedian, 100%. (laughs) Family Now, he, the thing with Sebastian is you can't show him to different races. Like, you can't show him to Spanish people. They don't. Yeah, it's not the same. They're, they don't, they don't, it's not funny. Yeah. So, it's amazing that, like, different cultures, different races, different types of people, they all have their own 
um, humor too. Like they only sure. have their own type of humor, which is interesting because I sh- we showed Sebastian to a couple of our friends. Yep. Um, and they just didn't. They just were like, okay, like he's not that funny, yeah. you know. Yeah. And in my head, he's amazing, you know. And he's not somebody that I follow, and I'm, you know, right. I don't follow him even as closely as Tom or Burton or, or mm-hmm. all of those guys. But um, yeah, I mean the live though. I mean there was a. a, a I saw Joe in Philly in 2017. I mean, it was wildness, dude. There was people yelling at him the whole time. Like, he was yelling back and just talking shit to him and, <laughs> and lighting him up in the crowd. Yeah. And I saw Sebastian, like, maybe a year or two ago, and he uh, fight broke out. It was an AC. Really? I saw comedy in the best places, dude. Philly and AC. If you want to have the most rowdiest people, yeah. like, that, if you're ticked off by people, don't go to comedy in any of those places because there will be assholes in AC, there's assholes from Philly who are driving there to go see it. In Ace, in Philly, there's people, there's assholes from New Jersey and Philly going there oh, to yeah. go get rowdy. Yep. Like you go in some quaint little town <clears throat> or some shit, probably out in you know out west somewhere, yeah, Wisconsin, you know, or, or even shit. one of these exactly, or like even one of the big cities in a in a in a place like that. Yep. Um, they don't. That's just it's a completely it's different different, different thing. Yeah, I mean, oh shit, you know what I was just watching is did you watch Woodstock '99? No. On Netflix? Oh, no. you, you, you'll binge the whole Fuck. goddamn thing. Do you know anything about it? About uh, the... 99 one? Yeah. No. So, shit show, dude. Definition. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Now, 94 was a tr- was a real shit show. Have you ever seen the videos of Green Day performing yes. at Woodstock 99? Yeah, they're throwing with the mud, mud everywhere? Other, yeah, that yeah. was 94. That's the one I thought they were talking about. Okay. 99 was... They were... It's like the end of the millennium, right? Mm-hmm. And... They're like, let's put on this massive show, 250,000 people. We want to recreate Woodstock. We want to bring elements of the real Woodstock, but also modernize it. Sure. The problem was they were only familiar with the older elements of Woodstock, but their way to modernize it was to book the biggest acts in the world at the time, which were Rage Against the Machine, Corn, right? Mm-hmm. All of these extremely hardcore bands, right? Yeah. yeah. And sure, they had Bush. You know, as right. well. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil the first episode, so do what you got to do. So, and and I only got through the first episode last night. I haven't gone through it. There's okay. like six of them, so I, I, there's only so much I can spoil here. But essentially, they have, it's like day one, Friday, right? Because it's yep. three days. Yep. They have um, Cheryl Crow, I think. Yeah. yeah yep. So they have Cheryl, Cheryl, Cheryl Crow goes up. <laughs> she's, Cheryl? she's a fucking dime, dude. Yeah, Cheryl Crow's she's, badass. She was, dude, yeah, like the short, like, come on, they're... Yeah. It was so funny though because the whole crowd they start to realize that most of the crowd is like these frat boy corn fan assholes, yeah, they, right? They're not really there to watch Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. Little, little different speed. All the chicks are there for Cheryl Crow. That's cool. Sure, yeah. But all these dudes is just show me your tits, fucking yeah. 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 She's getting an interview. They're like, show me your tits. She's like, <laughs> yeah. She says something on the stage too. She's like, you're gonna have to pay way more than you paid to get in here to see my titties, baby. And it was so perfect. Like she knew That's how awesome. to handle it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was their indication. Like the people, the promoters and stuff. They're like, oh wait, these aren't. We don't know who these people are. Yeah. This is in 1969. This isn't. This isn't even Green Day fans. This is Corn fans. Yeah. And Corn goes up, and it's madness. The guys like we've never seen, we've never seen twenty thousand people move from one side, you know, fifty yards to the other side at one time. It's just incredible. Yeah. And they're going crazy, right? After Corn, they weren't even the headliner. The headliner was Bush. Okay. Think about the dynamics between Corn and Bush, right? 
corn is this hardcore thing. Bush is like glycerin, like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's more low-key rock. And so corn goes out there like, this is fucking madness. So they're like, how is Bush going to go on <laughs> after corn? You know? Yeah, how, how can you follow this up? So Bush goes out and he is just, just a, he's the pretty boy, dude. Sure. He's the sweetheart. He's the heartthrob. And he wins them all over. And he takes all the corn guys and he brings the energy down. And all the chicks go crazy. <laughs> and they end day one as like just on the edge of disaster. Wow. And Bush saved it. <laughs> and that's as far as I got. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Yep. yep. It's wild. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking kind of at the lineup right now. Check the, it out. Yeah. It's not working, but yeah, I could see, uh, I could see how this could be a little bit of everything. I mean, it's different. Like, you know, it's different being a, a Woodstock in 99 versus a Woodstock in 69. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, which actually the 69 oh, yeah. Woodstock, um, I don't know if you know anything about that. I mean, I'm somewhat familiar with Woodstock. Yeah. Okay. Um, but basically, just to kind of do a quick little short like Hendrix and you know, I mean the the, the oh, big oh, ones. That's okay. No, I'm, I'm talking about like how Woodstock became uh, Woodstock. Fuck, no. No. Oh, no idea. So I, I mean, they 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 gave you five minutes of it in the documentary. Of the yeah. 99, so but. there there's another documentary that came out two years ago, maybe. Um, I think it was just called Woodstock. I think it was just like Woodstock. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember where I saw it. Maybe it was Netflix. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but they were explaining how how Woodstock became to even become Woodstock. Mm. Um, and if I'm remembering this correctly, which I would not be, um, they were basically there was just these two guys who were looking to put on like they wanted to do a venue. They were like trying to get into the music scene or whatever. And so they found this space up in New York or wherever. Uh, and actually, Woodstock wasn't even supposed to be where it was at. They had another little piece of land, but the amount of like excitement and news, like how big it was becoming, yeah. they're like, this. There's no way. And the people, like, because it got so exciting and like you know, breaking news and all this stuff, like, they these bigger bands, they start being like, hey, we want to play Woodstock, you know, like, you know, Credence or yep. you know, Santa. So it's like the venue just blew up. They had to get another piece of land that wasn't getting cleared. They weren't getting permits for it. This and that. The stage was falling apart. All this like disaster that happened just for this big venue to happen, especially in 69. It's fucking crazy. But Wild, it's a cool story. Bro. If you ever have the time to go back and find that documentary, it's definitely Oh, I, worth- lo- I like to... Yeah, I don't. I'm a massive documentary guy. I mm. love documentaries because I like real shit. I hate fiction. Yeah. I don't like fictional things. It just it doesn't resonate with me as much as something that happened in reality. Yeah, but I love them so much that that I can't watch terrible documentaries. So it's like you know what yeah. I'm saying because like a lot of documentaries are really bad. Yeah, because they're kind of like just it's like. You can't do it with movies yet. Movies are still too expensive to be independent yeah. in terms of you can do an independent film, but yeah. to to do an independent box office movie, nah, it's, it's not, not happening. I mean, it, no, it's no, no. changed a lot though because of the Kevin, way that you want to think. All right, Kevin Hart, yeah, Louis C.K. just did a movie. I mean, like yeah. you can do it, but these are the outliers, right? Anybody and and their brother can make a documentary. Sure, and dude, all you gotta do is go on Amazon and buy a 4K camera, and you're fucking already. Yeah, and obviously the for the people who do do this and. Ladies and gentlemen, in about three minutes, we're going to have an actual filmmaker in in on the podcast, but yeah. to be able to pick up on this conversation. But um, you know the that with documentaries, it feels like it's kind of 
saturated a little bit. Like, it's hard for me to find good documentaries. Like, I can uh, yeah. find good movies, yeah. but nobody has a good kind of list of, of documentaries, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I know what you're saying, because I think it's hard to... You get 10 minutes in, and it's like, is it really... Should I keep going here, or yeah. what really is this? What, what's, what, am I, what am I getting myself involved in? And yep. a, lot, a lot of times, like you were saying, the stories that these documentaries are, are, are trying to cover are this... This little tiny story that happened. Yes. But they blow it out to this mm-hmm. huge, or, grandiose or, thing. And it's like, it's not that. Yes. Like, I hate yes. to break it to you. Yes. You did all this fucking research for nothing because it literally was one thing that happened yeah. to make it the other thing. That's it. You know? Yo, B. Yo, yo. Or you have Courtney Love. Or you're trying to make a point about how Courtney Love, right? Like, you either blow up a little tiny moment, mm-hmm. at, like, to the maximum yeah. extent where it's not even interesting anymore. Brother right. B, we got a C for you right there, my man. Look at that. Um, you either blow it up to that point yeah. or you you try to make a point that could may or may not be even real. Yeah, right, yeah. Brother B, so Yo, let's switch over to up, his dude? scene. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I got you. Get him in there. I got you on the pod, brother Hell B. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Dude, dude, not much, brother. How are you doing? I'm chilling, bro. Happy birthday. Dude, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Here, come over this way. It'll be easier. It's Trett, right? Yeah, it's Trett. Yeah, Brandon, man. Nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. Love you, bro. Yeah, How you doing? Love you too. How's it going, dude? We're living. So we had that mic, and okay. we had that webcam. So oh, we're like, let's put Brother B on the I just pod. Walked right in, yeah, dude. It's, you, it's you crazy. You're right timing. into it, dude. It's like a haircut, dude. You just walk right yeah. in, bro. <laughs> straight up, uh, dude. So we were just talking about uh, Woodstock '99. I don't know if you watched the documentary. I have not seen the doc, nah. And by the way, we didn't prepare Brandon for this interview at all. Zero. So we, yeah, yeah. We just he knew he was podcasting, but he didn't know he's going to come right in. So no, <laughs> if you if you need to step out for anything, no, no problem. So where'd you guys leave off? So I'm talking about how the kind of the um and and you can probably hop right in on this, which is the fact that movies are not to the point like box office movies where like independent people can make them. Like they did it with podcasting, right? The radios are, like you can and two out three assholes in a garage can do this, right? But a movie, you only have the Louis C.K.'s and the Kevin Hart's, and they're the only independent people who have the money to do a real movie, right? Sure. But with documentaries, and independent film surprise its own thing, but with documentaries, like, anybody either, what Tread said, they're either taking a small moment in time or trying to, and trying to blow it out of proportion and make you interested in it, or they're trying to make some kind of conspiratorial point. But anybody can go make a documentary. So I love documentaries, but how do I know? Like, most of the time, I'm probably wasting my time because they're they either have this agenda or they're trying to make this one thing cool that might not be cool. So you, know? you say you're wasting your time as a viewer, like just yeah, I don't know that's... if I am. I'm oh, saying okay. like I can find great movies, but if I look if I go to find great documentaries, I don't know if it's some asshole who made it. Like I don't know right. any of these people. I, th- I think know? like anything, there's category, you yeah. know. So yeah. there's gonna be a range. Um, there's gonna be those people making docs because they want to bring awareness to something. Yeah. Um, you know, give a voice to a group of people or to a situation that might not have had one. Um. But then, yeah, there's a lot of Hollywood bullshit going on, too, where people are just trying to make a buck and they might stretch a story out or glamorize something or make it out to be something that it isn't just to get you as a viewer to tune into it, you know? So, yeah, I I hear what you're saying. Have you worked on any documentaries? Uh, Yeah, I've I've worked on a few. Um, I have a cousin named Peter Ferrero. He's in his 40s, and he um, shoots stocks. He did one on um, a wrestler. Um, It was called The Price of Fame. It came out in 2014, I believe, or... Excuse me, 2018, not that it matters. Um, He also just released one called Her Name is Chef, which is about um, women in the culinary industry. 
So it's like about like breaking the glass ceiling and you know what it means to be a woman in an industry, you know. Full so he's of, a documentary filmmaker. So he started out as a wedding videographer, um, <laughs> but he, he we made, all do right. The but best, but yeah. he doesn't do it on his own. Like you yeah. guys were talking about with the funding, yeah. like he yeah. he needs people to fund these projects. Yes. He has executive producers that throw money at it and back it so sure. that it can get off the ground and actually happen. So is that know? how it works? So even with like an independent film, is there somebody paying for this shit, or is it all the end? It, it could be, or it just could be anything. It's possible. I mean, they could have raised funds however which way, but a lot of times there's probably someone throwing some amount of money at yeah. it to get it off the ground. Yeah. yeah. If you, if, but if you win a Sundance or something like that, do you get money? Like, what happens? You're going to get... Um, or, or people will start to notice exactly. you. Exactly. You'll and get exposure. Kind of, yeah. Yes, you'll yes. get the exposure, bring awareness to your project, and then hopefully you can connect with people that might want to throw money at it from there, you know? Huh. Dude, interesting. Dude, this is... This is um, I appreciate you just coming and jumping on, but I, I want to give people who are... No, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I, I knew I was coming here for a podcast today, and <laughs> like I figured we'd be talking video-related things, and documentary is something I was going to bring up. So it's kind of funny that... I, we started on the... We went from Woodstock to documentaries, because yeah. it is a, it's the Woodstock 99 doc, and then I was, you had texted me a minute before that, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is ideal. So <laughs> this is the power, <laughs> power of the podcast. This is the power of the podcast. So I figure we'll fucking chop it up like this for a minute and, yeah. then, and then whatever, maybe you guys could switch out at some point. But um, for people and we're, hey, look, we got some homies in the chat. What's up? Yo, Lewis, thank you so much for the birthday wishes, my man. Um, and we got this, we're going, we're live on YouTube as oh, well, sick. which okay. is fucking barely what's up what's up it's barely hanging on it's barely hanging on but i mean we're recording separately too just in case it's absolutely terrible but you mean you're talking like network like connection yeah we're streaming yeah the connection's really bad we're streaming uh, because i i didn't have a my ethernet cable's like 50 feet and it wouldn't reach like i needed a 200 foot 200 foot yeah yeah and then i'm like at that point it's still gonna be laggy anyway so we're like let's try it i've never i haven't tried it in three years Wireless. My yeah. internet hasn't changed apparently, but um, but we're recording locally too. We're so. rolling. Here we go. But we're yeah. rolling. We're yeah. rocking and freaking rolling, dude. <laughs> yeah. But might as well like introduce yourself now, or just like let people know, you know, what you. I mean, our relationship is, you know, we. I met through your brother, who I, I went to Stockton. I met your brother there, then I met you, and we've done, you know, countless projects, but um, really the same project actually, just countless times um, at this point. We just wrapped it, man. So. But before I go into any detail, just so for the people who are just tuning in now, just so we can add the context and then we'll roll back into the convo. Yeah. So uh, my name is Brandon Ferrero. Uh, I'm 24 years old. I'm a videographer. Uh, I started out, you know, kind of probably like a lot of people um, my age, you know, dicking around with webcams and camcorders, shooting skateboarding videos, music videos as a young kid. And then as I got older, I kind of just really got into, um, you know, the power and the influence of the moving image and, you know, how it is something that you can kind of take as a person and kind of make it what you want. My my slogan for a long time has been create your own reality. Um, so up until June, I've been, you know, operating as a sole proprietor, um, shooting music videos, weddings for people. Um, but recently I just uh, went out and got my LLC. I have a company now called Exeter Video, E-X-E-T-E-R. Links in the description too. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so um, like Bob mentioned, we've worked on a bunch of different pro- uh, projects, uh, podcast related, um, a lot of music video things for Solely Bop. Um, mm-hmm. I have on the podcast Principles T that 
Bob oh, let's go, baby to, uh, flex. Hey. Me, so oh, it's coming up the in the video. That, yes, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'll throw mine on later for sure. So shout out uh, podcast principles, but uh, yeah, no, just really psyched to be here. We've been talking about doing this for a minute, um, and I'm just hyped to be here on Bob's birthday of all days. Dude, so. this is it. No, it worked out, man. I'm really yeah. glad that it worked out like this, and and that's all I wanted to. Somebody was saying to me like, multiple people, they're like they're like don't you know t- relax I'm like fucking relax you fucking assholes what am I gonna do relax like I, I'm this is relax like this is easy to me I mean this yeah. is I gotta think about it a little bit and like we gotta do the technology but like this is ultimately what I wanna do nah, you this, know? Is, this so, is what you like to do right exactly so, yeah. man exactly but yeah you're Brandon you're I didn't realize how talented you were when we started doing the podcast so what happened was just to uh, I'll, I'll make the story short but, but I got a client in 2020 2020 um a guy called me and he was like hey you're the podcast guy whatever and i was recently branded as the podcast self-branded self-proclaimed podcast guy this was before i had i only had one show under my belt and they basically hired me to do whatever the audio maybe you can check that on on youtube maybe it'll come up check the stream i don't know uh yeah that's what i'm doing right now sorry no you're good dude oh you're good that's what i thought um so this guy hires me and I obviously don't, I don't do, vi- I barely did audio editing. I mean, like I did it, but I wasn't like at pro level, but this company just, they don't vet any of their contract. They're like, Oh, this 20 year old guy should be just fine for this. Job. He's got it. Yeah. He's got it. Dude, dude. <laughs> dude the, the confidence they had in us was way more than the comp. Like we were like at the same level of, but they like, they didn't even have any qualms about it. Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, Take Bob the wrong way. He's definitely at this point very capable. No, the podcaster. work was really good. Yeah, it it's was not good that the work. work wasn't right, good. but it's it was that... just the trust they instilled in us right off the bat. Yes. It was like kind of a little bit of a surprise, you know. Yep. Exactly. No, it was. It was because also it's almost like an imposter syndrome thing too. Because right. it's like these people, you almost don't realize how much how good you are at something when you're so far in it. Right. It's like when you edit audio for two years, you don't realize how much better you are than somebody who's done it for two days. Yeah. You know, but you really are. Compared to somebody who's done it for 10, you're nothing. Um, but in that case, yeah, man, we just, I, I remember trying to figure out, like, we got the contract, right? And I knew you, and I'm like, he's going to have to be the video. It was you, or I don't even think I, I might have known Luke Miller at that time. Maybe I hit, I, I think I hit him up too. And then you were like, yeah, I could take a project. And I wasn't going to do the video editing work. And dude, we just dove into it. And we, uh, like, I fig- we figured out how to kind of, put the project to get together and what it was is it was a podcast it's called beating the odds that we have no i don't think we ever signed any ndas no we didn't um even if we did i don't care yeah <laughs> and it's called beating the odds with jim carroll so jim carroll is a mentalist right and uh car you know magician mentalist cool yeah. fucking guy like yeah cool guy if yeah. you saw him at a bar you would hang out with this guy for two hours like he's a fucking chiller man nice and you know what this company did was though they met him somewhere at like a super bowl party and then they're you know this is how all great business relationships start it was everybody's hammered at the super bowl oh dude it would be a great idea if uh you hosted our podcast and then and then you you were the host so basically this is how it worked right this company was a like a a multi 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 million dollar door-to-door sales company a company that we didn't realize knows nothing about marketing not, or really not, not in the slightest anything no. that doesn't have to do with door to door sales. Right. Um, so they hire him to host a podcast. The podcast, the sponsor of the podcast will be one of their subsidiary smaller companies. So essentially he is the host and kind of the face. He brings people on, sends them the product, 
the guest, his celebrity friends, right? Hmm. Um, you know, B-list celebrity friends, but still Gary Busey, who's literally on the in- audio intro of the shit show. I, I don't know if you know that, Brandon, but no. the YouTube producers, are you producing podcasts or producing babies? That's in there. <laughs> oh, So if you listen to any of the, these shit show episodes, it's in the audio. Oh, oh that's fantastic. I purposely put one of my worst. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> Dude, I, purposely, yeah, I purposely put one of the worst beats I've ever made along with that in the intro oh, man. to start the shit show. Oh, but that, anyway, that's awesome. But, <laughs> Gary Busey asked us if we were producing podcasts or producing babies. Like it couldn't like we had some surreal, so many surreal moments that at like 21, we were like, what the fuck what is, the going, is going on, going on right on now? Here? But yeah. anyway, to finish how it all ended up, Jim was the host. So you can imagine like essentially this company hires a guy who has a lot of celebrity friends who's been on the Ellen, he's been on the Ellen show. He's been on Jackass like he's around. He's a B-list celebrity himself. And then everything's going to go sunshine, rainbows and fucking daisies, B. Everybody everything's going to go amazing that he's going to have Gary Busey and Chef Irvine and fucking Tony Lobianco on the show. And then it's going to blow up overnight, and they're going to sell $100 million worth of product, and me and Brandon are going to walk away with about six grand, but whatever. And (laughs) hey, we still got paid, Oh, we got paid. Just the mind-boggling thing was just like they hired us as a production company, you know, like to create a product. So once you have that product, you have to market that product, you know, and they just did not understand that concept to the point where like I think the first couple episodes came out, and we hopped on a Zoom call. And we're asked, how do you guys feel about the numbers? And I mean, of course, we're going to have an opinion, but like it was directed at us as if we were responsible for the numbers. And it's like, well, no, you you hired us to produce the show, not market it or push it for you guys. So it just really didn't make that much sense. Um, And yeah, Jim, don't get me wrong. Awesome dude. I think that he's one of those guys that unfortunately throughout his career, you know, different people with lots of money and Big corporations have kind of, you know, glamorized different ideas and kind of convinced him to get on board with things that he might not had re- have realized, like, what the real deal was. Like, I don't think Jim necessarily knew what was going on the entire time, you know? Um, no, and- I think it's not that he didn't know what was going on. It's that everybody had a different opinion yeah. of what was going on. And we don't know what they were saying. They didn't know what we were saying. Like, we don't know who knew what. The communication was poor. Communication was poor. And yeah. this is the thing, too. And, and I've come across this even now. Um, I'm starting to phase it out where it's like you kind of have to, like, let clients go, you know. Um, but the thing is there has to be a leader. And if there is no coherent leader, whether it's the product us or whether it's them, you know, the hot, the people hiring us or the production company, somebody has to be the final decision maker and also lead. And that didn't happen because there that person didn't exist there was just people in roles there wasn't like this is the boss there was a boss but he didn't make any of the decisions so he's not the boss he's the money guy right okay so it's not you then we have the person who's paying us who's also not the leader just the logistics person and the assistant who's paying us but okay you're not the boss and then we have the host but the host isn't it's not his podcast so he's not the boss and we're the production guys and all our decisions go through you so we're not the boss so who the fuck is the boss well ultimately the other factor that was an issue was like how you said there was a lack of leadership i think they attempted to assign um people in-house to lead but the issue was i don't i could be wrong but i doubt they were getting any other compensation i think they were already on payroll and they were assigned more responsibility 
on top of whatever the hell else they had going on in their office. So mm-hmm. I don't think there was a lot of motivation for those guys to really get behind it or, yeah. you know, back it the right way um, because they weren't being compensated the right way, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. So it was a tough situation. Um, but it was for one sure. of those things where it was 2020, the pandemic had just hit. Nobody had any kind of work. You know, when Bob hit me about it, I'm like, money, you know, like yep. obviously outside of the connection and to build something dope, it was, I needed bread. You know, right. I, I did not have really uh, any, yeah, I had like sure. no money coming in in 2020, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, that it was huge, but, um, what I've liked it to have worked out. Yes. Is it the worst thing that it didn't? No. You know, we, we learned a lot from it. So yeah. And it was fun, man. It was yeah. fun. And we learned a lot and we learned, you know, I mean, that was the foundation of both of our businesses really, yeah. you know, I mean, you're, you went in a different direction and I want to go there. But I'd like to bookmark it too because we're still in the shit show and I still want to talk some fucking shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're not going to be able to hear it, but we do have a couple questions as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, Brother B, we've just been chopping it up, dude, shooting the shit. Word. Is that coffee or is that whiskey? Dude, no, it's this is coffee. Cool. This okay, time. word, word. I, I always do these podcasts at night. Tret works at 9 to 5. Um, and I, my best podcasting time, though, is like 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's my favorite, like 10, 11 In o'clock. terms of like energy and stuff? In terms of energy. Yeah. And I can't drink coffee on the night podcast. So I'm finally able to fuck it because I won't be able to right, go to sleep. Right, you'll be wired for the night. Yes, yeah. yes. So I'm finally able to fucking drink some coffee on the podcast. And the whiskey's going to come later. Word. <laughs> but so we got a video. We'll run it now. Do you want to say who it is? Yeah, this is. Let me pull them up. Okay. Pull up the IG. There you go. So I can so I can shout them out. All right, I'll run the video first then. Do your thing. Yep. Okay. What's up, guys? It's Justin from J Master Productions. Uh, my question for the show tonight is: How do you, how can you get through a nicotine withdrawal? Um, I'm about to quit the jewel tomorrow. I've done it in the past. Um, about two years ago, I quit it, and it was really, really hard, but I managed to do it. And long story short, I got back on it because of the quarantine and all that bullshit. Um, but yeah, I've been on it for the past two years and I made the mental decision to quit tomorrow. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw it out. You know, I'm killing my last, the last of my pot tonight. So my question is, how can I get through this? So B, how can, I don't know if you heard that. I did. Okay. Oh, did. So okay, good. have you quit? Nick? Did you ever have a problem? Okay. So th- I have actually <laughs> like a tactic for this issue. Oh, let's fucking uh, yeah. go. Put B on. Let's fucking yep, get him. We're in there. Word. Perfect. So the nicotine dilemma, which a lot of people our age have, you know, they taught us not to fucking smoke cigs or bogues whatever you call them if you're from chicago call them squares but odd odd um but (laughs) you told me that yeah Yeah. but nowadays it's obviously all the the nick pens and stuff and my approach is i am a mooch meaning i do not purchase the pens that is where i draw the line if if i go out and were to purchase like a nicotine device, I feel like it would enable me to continue doing that. So mm-hmm. if you're already someone that's done that, it's kind of tough, but draw that line. Don't buy them. You know, I think it's easier to stop buying them than quit altogether. If you have a friend that's around, you might still, you know, see if you could toke his vape. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have it in your household, if you don't go out and buy it, you're probably going to be a lot better off. Um, just don't go to the store, man. Don't buy that shit. Don't, you know, spend your money, save some bread, you know, um, yeah, that that's my approach. Just don't buy them. Which sounds really like simple and kind of well, like a at dumb the end answer, of the day, but it's that simple. Yeah. 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 It's an action that you either take or you don't take and you're the only one who's responsible. That's yeah. it. Yep. So, an update for you. I messaged him or he messaged me Monday because this was weeks ago when he sent this in. So, it's been weeks yeah. since he quit. Okay. By the way, I quit nicotine. Without you guys' advice, thanks for checking in and supporting, though. So, 
Justin, shout out to you, buddy. Good shit. So he must be on like three weeks at this point. Keep that shit up, man. Um, yeah, send in a video, yeah. Justin, of how it's going. Are you? Is there withdrawals? Like, what is the? What are you experiencing? Um, give me an update, and we'll cover it on the next shit show. So, Hell great yeah. question, though, for real. And yeah. when, Trey, I want to know because I can tell my story. But like, yeah. when did it start for you? Because you fucking, <laughs> when did but it you're start? doing these things, yeah. <laughs> um, or like, well, I mean, I guess like the you know kind of date because for me it was vaping. Yeah. Well. Oh, okay. So. I started smoking cigarettes. That was my first introduction yep. to nicotine. I actually, the first cigarette I ever smoked was, I think I was in maybe eighth grade-ish, maybe yeah, younger than that. I'd say like, yeah, maybe ninth I think me. I think it was in like seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. My, my buddy, he, he had a girl he was talking to that was in high school so she had the hookup for oh, getting us cigarettes shit. so she got us what some a baller, cigarettes dude. High <laughs> yeah, school, it was fucking lit high school was... girlfriend when you're who are these people dude? I couldn't even talk it wasn't to me her. I'll tell you that <laughs> I, was, I was just <laughs> in proximity I, dude I could not even talk to a girl uh, no. confidently but so uh, so yeah so I, I, it was only a couple times too Like so I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing but then I started smoking weed mm-hmm. so then I got into weed and I was smoking weed a lot and then um I quit smoking weed and started vaping because I was like, I don't want to smell like cigarettes all the time. Like, you know, whatever. I mean, I would still smoke cigarettes. Well, vaping's also so convenient. So convenient. And then there's all these flavors. Like, you can get fucking like... No, it was way better. Jolly Rancher. I didn't need a cigarette at all if I was vaping, dude. That's what I'm saying. I was totally content. Uh, And so I vaped for a long time, you know, from basically... I did six I years. I did about six years. I'm probably about there. the same. Yeah, I'm probably about the same. I actually quit. I quit vaping, um, twenty end of 2020, because uh, I got COVID. I got COVID in October. I remember. No. Yeah, 2021. I think it was because you weren't. We weren't doing this in 2020. Remember? Because you quit vaping during while we were working on the podcast. It yeah, was, you're you, right. Because you used to bring it, and then there was one day right. the next time you didn't. You're right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was yeah. So, but oh, because you got COVID, and yeah. Did you feel whatever something like your lungs were? It just it just didn't feel right to keep doing it. No, it, no, 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 no. So I I was like, what better excuse for myself yeah. to convince myself that I don't need to vape anymore is having COVID, right? Mm-hmm. I, so I just was like, nope, I'm done. Threw out the jewel, threw out all the pods. I was just like, it's already in the garbage. Yeah. It is what it is. That's it. And I really haven't vaped. I've never. I haven't bought a vape since. So I haven't bought any any vapes. I bought cigarettes. I was on vacation. Gives a fuck. Yeah, I just hear you know it for me. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know. Was it easy? Yeah, pretty easy. He didn't quit nicotine though. No, so oh, okay. I, I, I've substituted it with nicotine pouches, which I think gotcha. are. I ultimately I think are better. Um, I also know somebody who just got throat cancer at like sixty-one. Yeah. He has throat cancer and. I don't think he ever smoked cigarettes or did anything. It's it, it so can you happen. Just, can Shit, just get yeah. throat it can cancer. Happen. You it can happens. just get lung sure. like you can just get lung cancer too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, so um, so no, I haven't been able to fully quit nicotine. I have done it. I've quit before, um, but then kind of got roped back into it. Um, you know, and was actually I was still vaping, but I went down to like zero milligrams of nicotine. So I was like. Then I just got bored after not having any nicotine. I'm like, oh, why am I doing? Why am this? I even vaping? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I stopped. Uh, I think I stopped for about a month, just like done, and then got back into it. So, but then yeah, ever since I've I've quit, I haven't really vaped. Um, I've just been doing these nicotine pouches, which are basically like 
it's like almost like the that nicotine salt kind of thing. Okay. Um, but it's in a like pouch form that you put in like like almost like chew. Okay. But there's no tobacco in it. Gotcha. So it's literally just. So you're nicotine. not spitting during it or anything. No. It's just there. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Um. So in, this is way off topic, but my um Go ahead. my grandfather left this kind of memoir um before he passed and. Oh, wow. A lot is very interesting, um, but he does talk about, um, he talks about, you know, because everybody smoked, right? Um, I'm trying to find it where, where I left off here, but, oh, here we go. Spuds, that's what they were called, <laughs> right? Um, so he, he leaves this memoir, and it's basically all about work, because he was such a hard worker, this fucking, obviously all of our grandparents were like fucking murderers yeah. at work. That's all they did, because it was depression era shit, and, you know, you were, he was bending nails back. So this is actually interesting too. So my grandfather used to bend nails back, right? Okay. We thought that he was because he would keep like old lawnmowers and try to fix them and vacuums and try to fix them and shit like that. So we thought it was just depression era thinking, like, okay, this nail's still good, I'll bend it back. What we now think is that he did it so he could find something to do to spend time with us. Hmm. So we don't know if he really used the nails. Hmm. Or if it was just so he would like, you know, we'll put him in the vice with him and we'd help him bend him back. So <laughs> to this day, we still don't know if he ever used those reused <laughs> nails. But, um, you know, I was he was one of those guys. I remember we would go, you know, he would. That's how I got bikes, you know. Bikes! <laughs> bikes! I'll, I'll throw that in there. Bikes! Yeah, 100%. But that's how we, like, he would just pick up a bike. He would just bring me a bike. Here, I got a bike. You know? Bikes! And it was like rideable. That was the condition, you know, but he was, that's how he was. But I'll read this little passage here. Yeah. Um, there was one good thing. So flashback, this is, he's, you'll, 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 um, he's like nine years old at this point. Nine years old. Um, I'll set a little context. So there's things called parishes, right? Parishes is like your church, right? Yeah. Your church area. Mm-hmm. And they had this and he was lived in Bayonne. And so he goes and he was a shoeshine boy, but his father was an alcoholic who would always go to the bar. And so he couldn't shoe shine in that parish because he would be shoe shining outside of the bar that his father frequented. So his he didn't want his dad to see him shining shoes. Gotcha. So we went to the next parish and there was a shoe shine boy there. And he was like, Yo, player, this is my fucking parish, dude. <laughs> so he had to like have like like basically duke it out with this kid to shine shoes there because he didn't want to shine shoes where his father was drinking at. Damn. My great grandfather. So I'll read it, this passage. There was one good thing about having a job was that it kept me, kept me, kept me in cigarette money as a pack of spuds cost 20 cents. Spuds was the brand name of the cheapest cigarette at the time. I first started smoking when I was nine. Yeah. Nine years old. Nine years old. So dude, and now I talk about, I talked about this in the podcast, like Nicotine is a nootropic, dude. Nicotine is good for your brain. Like it's it 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 helps. Like there's a lot of studies, and I'm not a neuroscientist, nor do I know. Oh, you're not off the top of my. <laughs> I thought you I were. mean they. <laughs> I thought you just. <laughs> this podcast. I'm an MD. Yeah. A massive Sorry. douche. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I dude, I just take all take everything I'm saying. It's a hundred percent the truth all the time, dude. Yeah, a hundred percent. I never, ever, dude. I sp- I'm only spitting you the real game on here. All the me- it's this is all medical advice. Take all. Of- <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yep. Doc- um, doctor approved. But no, dude. I think um, listen. If nicotine wasn't so good, people wouldn't do this shit. 
they wouldn't destroy their own fucking bodies for something that's not that good, right? I mean, there's something going on in your fucking brain. And obviously it's addictive, but it, I don't know, people like it for different reasons, but. That's true. Um, but, it, you know, that's, props to Justin, man, for quitting. He's on like three weeks, man. I've yeah. quit, I quit oh, yeah. vapes. I've Congrats, quit man. nicotine before. Now I have, I like your relationship with it. Um, I'm yeah. kind of just a, just whatever I'm feeling. Like, I'm not going to do it all day. Like, that's my thing. Is like, I just don't want to like have to wake up and do it or have to do it during the day. Like, I just want to like almost do it as a to relax and it's interesting because it actually has everything to do with dopamine right sure so what people will do is you know how people do pre-workout yeah pre-workout it might get you ramped up right but what you're doing is you're dropping you're releasing dopamine before your workout so you're using that to get yourself in a better to get yourself to feel better before you go into the workout so it's not just that pre-workout is this nicotine or so this caffeine and all these thing, all these you know nootropics in your body. It's I you'll note like you'll notice with people, even if they don't use pre-workout, they'll do something before their workout. A little, little ritual coffee, or something. A little yeah. ritual. That's it's not as much. Sure, the caffeine's one thing, but it's a dopamine release, and so that can fuck up your reward system and your dopamine system because you're telling yourself that okay here's this pre-reward and then say you eat a brownie after you work out there's your post reward like that's not good for you Mm. like giving yourself reward like you need so it will it will your dopamine then throughout the workout will be much lower yeah because you're not rewarding yourself for the action so if you want to optimize your dopamine you have to reward yourself for the action not the pre or post wait so I will just speak for myself here because I, I do use pre-workout. Mm-hmm. I I don't agree with what you're saying. For me personally, the way I look at pre-workout is, so my routine that I do is like when I'm driving to the gym, I have a certain amount of time for me in the gym and I can drink my pre-workout on the way there. So like literally as I'm pulling into the driveway of the gym, mm-hmm. I'm taking the last sip of my pro, or uh, shit, just knock everything over, uh, my uh, pre-workout. That's when the last sip goes down, get out of the car, instantly start working out. Because I'm like, as I'm getting there, I'm getting hyped up about working out. So, like, I use it as, like, it's the fuel. So then when I'm there working out, I'm like, I'm ready to go. You know, like, I'm going. Like, so I don't lose I that it. during it. It's it's actually the just to the build up to get there. Yeah. Like, instead of being like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. That sounds hard. I'm going to be sore. I'm going to be tired. Mm-hmm. You know, which you know, happens. And I still even feel that way just normally, but I'm like the pre-workout kind of like gets you in the zone of like, I'm doing the thing and I'm going to do it fucking whatever I got. So that's how I look at it. It's like, it's like yeah. a, almost like a motivational type of but thing. But what if you didn't do the pre-workout I was going to just ask, yeah. So yeah. what's the yeah, difference? Same, same way. But I go to the gym at five o'clock in Dude, the morning. Dude, I think so I'm even you driving so to the tired. gym is a ritual and a dopamine release. I think you I agree. Do, yeah. But I, I'm just saying yeah. that I don't, oh, and I'm I don't saying that's what during so, my That's workout. what these like, that's what like, the neuroscientists and shit. like they're just oh, explaining. Yeah, they're probably right no that's they are right <laughs> they are right they're probably right we're wrong we're totally wrong i'm 100 percent wrong oh, yeah. i'm just telling you and like i'm not i don't do that i mean i do a little bit of call i try to yeah. like not do it like i don't do any pre-workout i don't like it um but i, I love it i do water dude i do water and fucking vitamins or maybe a yeah. little coffee if there's some left but i do i will say that i do drink a shitload of water like if i do drink pre-workout i i 
put it in a little bit of water. Like I have a smaller shaker bottle that I yeah. just don't fill up all the way because I want to be able to get that pre-workout down like easier. Yeah. And then I just hammer water. I mean, you see my water bottle. I have a fucking 64-ounce jug of water. That's massive. I drink that almost that entire thing from the second I stop drinking pre-workout to almost the end of the That's gym. the one thing about working out later in the day, though, is that you get to hydrate the whole day. And then in my workout, I'll drink half a cup of water because I won't need it because I'll be so hydrated. That's the thing. I feel like working out in the morning, you are you are I'm already dehydrated. dehydrated. Yeah. yeah, so I ha- I, that's why I have to drink so much I think, water. I mean, I would take pre-workout probably if I was doing it your way, if I was working out that early, you know. Yeah, but it also just wakes – it kind of does weight. I use it for the caffeine mm-hmm. in a way, too. If I do cardio in the morning, I'm good. But if I do weights – my day is fucking shot, dude. My energy is shot for the day. Got to do it for the first thing, dude. dude Motivation. Beast, the right? hard thing's done. Everything else is easier from here. That's yeah. how I look at it. Have you ever snorted it? No. Good. My brain does <laughs> still work. Awesome. <laughs> dude, people, I, they, yeah, I've seen, I've heard about people snorting yeah. it. Oh, dude, I've heard so about the, them doing dry. Uh, no, to the, do- to, to the fucking dome, dude, is not good. Insane. No, no not way. Good. Insane, dude. This girl that I know, she was like, yeah, I just do a dry scoop. And I'm like, what the fuck's a dry scoop? She's like, oh, I just take the scoop and I fucking this throw it in my mouth. This is how she looks, bro. I just do a dry scoop. Yeah, right. Shit. And then she like, starts coughing like the cinnamon challenge and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's, like big it's coming out of your nose yeah. anyway. You might as well yeah. just snort it. It's like you're, you're going to inhale it anyway. Like, like, it takes me five minutes, ten minutes to drink. Oh, dude. To OG. drink it. Why the fuck am I going to like snort? Like, what, dude, you know? we got to get smelling salts. We got to try them. Let's go. D- that seems right. more natural. I'm sure. sure. I'll try it. All right. We'll we'll get some like shit. That's though. the shit like big bodybuilders will sniff before yeah, power they do like powerlifting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? They like the smelling, smelling salts? salts? Oh. oh yeah, dude. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, oh, it's it's fucking I've heard it's it's brutal though. What the hell does it, it do? Like it just it I think it just shocks your sensory system. Can we let's look up um what like what it actually does though. Well, the smelling salts. Let's I'm going to have to look it up on my phone. Yeah, no, go for it. This thing don't work. I wonder how the YouTube is is looking, if it's extremely fucked. Um, it doesn't matter. Audio listeners, love you guys. You guys are getting a full-on experience right now. I mean, not the video side, but at least you're getting uninterrupted uh, stream. But, yeah, that's a whole gambit of products that they make to try to get you to work out. Okay, so it says, smelling salts are used to arouse consciousness because of the release of uh, ammonia... NH3 gas that is that accompanies their use irritates the membranes of the nose lungs there uh, thereby triggers an inhalation reflex no this way that alters sorry. the pattern of breathing resulting in improved respiratory flow rates and possibly alertness no way no way that shit's good for you there's no a, there's no chance no. I love no. how they say no. possibly alertness when People do it to, to deadlift a thousand pounds. Like, well, it's obviously. So, Michaela uses, like, they have them in the hospital for people who, like, pass out. They can. Uh, oh, yeah. Know, they open the little thing next to their nose and, like, and yeah, re- resuscitate them back. back. Yeah, it's life. one of the, like, there's a couple ways, which is actually a little bit of a funny thing. So, there's, like, three main ways that I know that they will try and, like, wake somebody up if they, like, are not responding is they will, one, take their, their knuckles and rub their chest really hard, like, like, push down on their chest and rub it so that's like one way of trying to get them to wake up because it's like such an aggressive thing you oh know? it's just uncomfortable yeah like it'll it'll wake yeah. you up like if you're like kind of like unconscious or whatever mm-hmm. it, it can kind of bring you back so that's the first one okay and then the second one is they will literally pinch your nipples <laughs> they will pinch and twist like they'll beep, beep, purple nerps purple nerps yeah yeah <laughs> 
They will. That That's is a, what it that says. That is a tactic that they use. In the use. medical dictionary. It says Twist them the titties. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then smelling salts. Those are the three wow. main ways that I know. Or, you're and then, or they're dead. Or and then they're going to fucking yeah, just, shock yeah, you back just, to life. Yeah. Damn, bro. Crazy. Damn, that's crazy. Yo, it's wild when you fucking, when people, there's only, there's two types of people, right? There's two types of people that die and come back to life. The people who are like, oh my God, like I could have died. Or somebody saves you from the ocean drowning. Mm-hmm. And they go on and they start a multi-billion dollar company or some shit. Yeah. Or there's the people that just don't care about life i like i feel like it's there's like no fucking spectrum it's like there's one side or the other it's like people who are like that's the story of their life that they always tell and like this is how i you know i could i died in a fire i almost died in a fire or whatever mm-hmm. and then there's the other side and or you're homeless yeah hmm. it shoots them into it one ruins of the your life or, yeah. yeah right yeah you either go down the path or you don't or it's like covid with vape it's like i can't vape anymore or you just keep vaping and say fuck it i don't even care yeah you know so it's kind of crazy man like i i mean that happened to me with mushrooms man i mean shit i had a crazy experience like i do feel like it changed my life you know but Mm. i don't tell it everywhere i go but still it did give me a crazy perspective yeah but i could have just been like well might change how you behave without having to directly say it in conversation yeah i mean i didn't almost die but like i definitely could have died easily you know i was walking through the river like messed up dude yeah Yeah. no life jacket by yourself I mean, I was by myself. There was people, like, down river, but they couldn't get to me. Yeah. Nobody could get to me. It was one of those things where my brain flipped on. I actually told this the other day for the first time in a while, but, like, my I think my brain went full survival Yeah, mode, yeah. And I came out with, like, a small cut on my foot, whereas, like, if I did that today, I don't even... I probably would fall through the rapids and, like, be stuck, and that would be it. But, like, it was... Who knows? Maybe I'm overemphasizing... Or maybe I'm, like, you know, exaggerating most of it, but... I couldn't go to well, either it's also, side. It's also hard for you to tell because of your state of mind. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, exactly. what reality was actually like at that point. Like, it was the you worst. You would have to have somebody yeah. who was there that, like, you're friends with or something to be like, no, dude, you were fucking, like, face down in the water, like, hitting your head on a fucking rock, mm-hmm. you know? Or you might have been like, no, I was just walking, and they're like, nah, oh, dude, no, you were yeah. fucked up. They watched me for an hour walk through all the rapids. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know, you're... No, it's I, coherent enough, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I don't know my state of mind. Still, yeah, it's your perception's still going to be altered versus what? And then I got out, and then yeah. I hear, howdy, partner, and my friend lifts me up onto his boat and gives me a hot dog. Tripping balls. Tripping, yeah. And I actually, <laughs> dude, if you hear howdy, partner, when you're tripping balls, <laughs> Woody, Woody, you don't know what you're going to get. Is that you, Woody? Yeah, right. <laughs> Shout out to Ray Clark, man. Holy oh, yo, shit. Ray Clark, yo. Yeah, dude, my guy. He gave me the hot dog. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he... And by the way, this was the end of the trip, so I was not, like... This yeah, was, like, were, eight hours later, down. dude, yeah. But, yeah, it, it did. I mean, and then subsequent, you know, I do... I have my... Uh, you know, dosages that I like to, I like to partake in, in, in different various, uh, arrangements of psychedelics and, you know, I'm more a micro guy now. Yeah. 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 Helps me for work. Micro meaning like less than a gram? Micro or? like dirty jobs. Micro. 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 That's what, yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so like, um, I don't, I it will take like, yeah, uh, half of, what is that, a point? I'll take like a point, like half of a half of a gram. So, so like 0.25? Yeah, 0.25 or 0.05. Wow. Yeah, a little bit, little tiny bit. Acid though, microdosing acid, that's where it's at. It might, for me, personally. Yeah, but but then you don't know what you're getting. Like you don't know every strain, there's like different strains. Yeah. Same thing with mushrooms, right. different strains. Yep. 
So that's the the problem. That's the problem. Like I don't do it consistently. I do. You know, the only thing I do consistently is smoke weed. But like, because you don't know what you're gonna fucking get. You know. Yep. I think it's. I think I've. I mean, I've never microdosed, but I've talked to enough people that mm-hmm. it seems like it's beneficial. Um, yeah. There's enough. I mean, not enough. You know, there definitely needs to be more research. But there's a lot of research that says it's beneficial for people with like mental health, depression, anxiety. Um, it it re it's like rewiring your pathways, like your neural net in your brain. You know. Right. Um, oh yeah. So for someone with depression, that's super valuable because you know obviously your pathways aren't working for you at the current moment. So rewiring them could be helpful. Yeah, because you know? if it doesn't work with C, because they use cognitive behavioral therapy, if that doesn't. If that doesn't push you over the line, then they'll start to go. Now, now they're starting in different places. Everything depends on where you are. Yeah, but yeah. I just listened to a podcast on ketamine for depression and anxiety. Okay. Ketamine's really interesting. Um, it's not really a psychedelic, but it is in really high doses. And then it's lower. It's more like an opioid, isn't it? It's kind of like an opioid um, without the addictive properties, but they, some of the, most of the studies say like, five to ten percent of people feel addiction towards it and most people don't um but this podcast was really interesting it was like this the top of the line studies that like the most recent ones that they're doing Mm -hmm. and the obviously they have to tell the horror stories first right and or at least you have to include that there's people that the recreational people there's people who it's it's similar with um there's no it's called an um nd50 which is a lethal dose there's no nd50 of ketamine but there's people that have taken too much gotten in a bathtub and been so out of their body that they didn't realize they were intake inhaling water and they oh drowned. my gosh yeah wow. and and that's the stories you hear with acid is people jumping off of buildings and right. or whatever not being out of being so far out of their body but the interesting thing about ketamine is that it does vary like the do your your experience is so um wildly varied depending on the dosage so you can take a little bit and it could be a stimulant or you could take a lot and kind of trip balls. Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's a interesting story. Um, I forget this guy's name. It's something with a J. I think it's like James or Jim or John or something like that. Uh, John Lilly. James from John. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> James, James, John. James John. Yeah. Um, John Lilly, I think his name is. He did, he would do ketamine um, with like animals and he would try to communicate with animals and I believe with dolphins as well. And acid too. Did he share his um, results? Did he has? There's a book on it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was successful. Okay. If I were yeah. to get, if, I don't think so. We, we should look this guy up. But. <laughs> Sounds like he's fucking these animals. Did he? Though, did he explain his reasoning behind the, that choice of drug? Like why he felt ketamine was the drug for that? I or? think he was trying different drugs. Yeah. Too, but let me get. How a, does ketamine come? Is it like in like a pill? Or um, it's most, like a powder, right? Yeah, most people snort it. Um, but you oh, can okay. do also. Um, if you're gonna do it in a medical setting, they will do IV or inject it as well. Oh wow, okay. I mean, they sell like blank capsules you could fill with any kind of powder, so you could drop it as a pill. I'm sure, but I okay, think. okay. I just don't really know much about like I. Such a small amount. Like I don't even know. Like you could have ketamine right here. I wouldn't. Yeah, even I, I've never seen it. I've, I've never touched it, but yeah. I'm trying to find this dolphins here. See if he really did drug up dolphins. That's fucked up, man. I love dolphins. I know, dude. Oh, I was in... Um... Oh, no, here's this one, though. Oh, wait. Yeah, here we go. No, this is one where the they, this lady falls in love with the dolphins because I think she's trying to do the same thing. She's trying to see if they can communicate with it. And then the John Lilly guy gives her the drugs. This is so complicated. Um, what time period are we talking? This uh, is 40s and 50s. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I actually have a picture here. At every opportunity in the years that followed, John Lilly and his first wife, Mary, would charter sailboats and cruise the Caribbean looking for other big brain marine mammals to observe. It was on such a trip in the late 50s that Lilly came across Marine Studios. Let me see. I'm trying to find something with something good here with the dolphins. But yeah, Lilly had the chance to study the brains of live dolphins mapping their cerebral cortex. Unable to sedate dolphins as they stopped breathing under anesthetic, the brain mapping work wasn't easy for either him or the dolphins <laughs> but on one occasion in 1957 the research would take a different course which would change their minds forever <laughs> no, this is so stupid dude I can't read this they're talking about the noises the dolphins made <laughs> <laughs> I mean what else could they you know Man, base it they extrapolated that their initial observations of dolphins mimicking human voices right through to teaching them to speak English and on, ultimately, um, at the United Nations, where all marine mammals would have an enlightening input into world affairs, widening our perspectives on everything from science to history and economics and current affairs. Lily's theory had special significance <laughs> to astronomers. <laughs> Dude, so this guy, basically, here was his deal. It was just this... It was his wife was studying the dolphins, and he was, like, a neuroscientist. And then he was, he started getting interested in the dolphins. And then they're like, maybe we can talk to the dolphins. And that's how this <laughs> I all mean, unfolded. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. But if you do, try and talk to animals while you do them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to talk to animals, do drugs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at this point in time, I used to stray away from these. I actually talked about mushrooms on the podcast for the first time in like 2018. Do you want to see Um... I have an extra one, so it's up to you. you hmm. It's up to you. No pressure. I'm okay. Thank okay. you. Yep. Appreciate it. I figure we're here. We might as well do it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, oh yeah, I cut mine into the cup. <laughs> I should have done that. This is the table that I, I have put to the, clean. I put the cup there. I was like, oh yeah, he'll, get, he'll throw it in there. No, I won't. No. Why would he do that? Um, do we want to move on to the next video? Yeah, we should. Yeah. We and should. then maybe we'll swap Brandon out. Yeah. And we mean Brandon can rip for a little bit. Yep. We'll get back on track on our video yep. time. This is the combined shit show and Brandon Ferrero uh, on Bob Casso. Hell yeah. This is how we're doing it today, I'm B. loving it, yeah. No, I love the fact that I literally walked right the fuck <laughs> in. And Dude, in the we, door We've podcast. had no other conversations other than this podcast. No, no, like this pod, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> so awesome. Like, I literally met Trett, like, not even an hour yeah. ago. Yeah, like, in, in the podcast. <laughs> you met him in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. in the pod. It's awesome. All right, so we got uh, AK-40 Dev AK-40 here. AK-40 Devin, baby. Hell submitting yeah. the old Questeroni. Let's get it, He's got to say... Oh, no, oh. Justin. All right, we got to mute Justin now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that? Oh, Probably no, I can just hit this. There we oh. go. All right. No, we got it. Yo, here's my question, bro. Grizzly bear versus tiger versus lion. Who's winning? I want to fucking know. Grizzly bear <laughs> versus tiger versus lion. I'm going with the lion. But I want to hear the debate on the podcast. Alright, everybody pick one. Alright, well, no. can you... I kind of heard... So I heard grizzly bear, lion, what was the third? Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. What's the difference between a tiger and a lion again? The lion's uh, the one with the big mane, and yes. then tiger stripes. 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 Yeah. Got it, got it. They didn't teach us. Imagine that's the only thing they tried to teach us in school, and I still didn't fucking get that. Yeah. I mean, there's three factors I'm thinking about here. Um, Let me... I'll get the ashtray. Pow? Yeah. Okay. Should I wait? No, no. No, you're good. You okay. Going. You go. So, I, I mean, the three immediate factors that stand out in my mind would be speed, power, 
and size. Um, yeah. I think traditionally, you know, you think of a grizzly bear. That I would argue that grizzly bear might be larger than the lion. Lion would be second in size than the tiger, I think. I think the tiger would probably be fastest. Um, and then power, I'm giving that to the grizzly bear too. I could be wrong, but honestly, in terms of who would fuck... Like, it's a tough one, Dev, because, like, what environment are we talking about? Are they, like, in an arena? Like, where they're, you know, like, (laughs) some fucking fucking fucked up Michael Vick shit, you know? Or is it, like, where we're in the wild and, like, you know, some predator shit where, like, the fucking grizzly bear doesn't see the tiger and the tiger comes and bites it in the back of the neck? Like, what's going on here? But if we're talking arena, I think I'd have to give it to the grizzly bear. Brother B, I am such a grizzly bear fan that I want a grizzly bear to win. So I just think they're the most badass fucking creatures. And also, they eat. It's it, they do infanticide. I mean, they 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 eat children of female grizzly bears, so then they can mate with that. Oh, I bear. had no idea. Yeah, Shit. no, the bears perform infanticide often, especially so for two reasons: one, not enough food, so they'll eat the baby, and number two, so they can impregnate that uh that female. Um, because she's not going to, you know, she's going to be taking care of their, her kids. It, it, the I, I believe they, I think they only get pregnant once every, like, whatever. Like, it's multiple years. I don't think they can, it's like not oh, like fucking okay. nine months like us. So, grizzly bears are brutal. In their, now, I don't know if tigers and lions do that. They might kill the, 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 the babies, too. I just think that's such a badass fucking, you know, not, I mean, it's obviously not positive, but it's such a savage yeah, that's aspect. That, like, up. I don't know. I think the... I kind of also think, first of all, off the bat, all these animals have been portrayed like little bitch-ass animals, bro. Like, throughout our childhood. Everything, every bear, every lion, every fucking... They're all, like, little kids. They all have voices. You know what I'm saying? So, like, first of all, we don't really know the true nature of a lot of these like the infanticide they don't tell you that shit you gotta watch nature is metal on instagram yeah <laughs> you know and i, I watch it religiously because i just want to see the brutality that's happening with animals but the i just think the grizzly bear is bigger and it has more power and it's just more ruthless man i just feel like it's in a cold environment most of the time like life sucks not that a lion or a tiger is has it any easier? I just I'm fully on board with the grizzly bear. I think the paws are probably bigger. I think that I just think they're more ruthless animals. I just think they have a better they have more willpower. Because think about this too. Like a grizzly bear is gonna be fighting other grizzly bears. Often. It happens all the time. A grizzly bear is gonna be taking down a moose, dude. A moose is fucking massive. Yeah. Right? A lion, it'll jack a little caribou, maybe an antelope. Not that a grizzly bear is not going to kill a deer, but I just think that grizzly bears are in more difficult situations, ultimately, and they're fighting against like a moose is fucking three thousand pounds, dude. Like, it's not one of those kicks you in the in the fucking jaw, you know, you're shot. I just think they have a tougher life, dude. I think they're just more resilient. It's like a guy. It's like a guy from fucking. It's like an MMA fighter from Ukraine. It's like. Yeah. You got no, they're fucking. They're just animals. They just breed fucking animals. Product there. of their environment. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So what do you think, Intrep? Dude, my answer was so much more simple than your guys'. I feel like you guys went into like the super technical. I'm just like, all right. I well, first off, I don't think a tiger even stands a chance, just because lions are already bigger than tigers, right? Yeah, the the tiger might be faster, but 
like you said, like, okay, that's one thing, but I feel like in nature, like if you're duking it out, it's not about who's faster or not because you're not running away from each other. Sure. Like you're going straight but up. But it does matter if you're in an enclosed, like we don't know if this situation is happening in an enclosed environment or not. Either way, the speed doesn't, I don't think takes effect because you're not, you're not running away. It's not like, oh, what would happen if you, you know, put in an antelope in the fucking wild with a, a, a tiger? Well, you know, one might be faster than the other or whatever. You know what I mean? Speed becomes a factor then. I just think that the, the, the big thing is this the size of the overall animal and the strength of the animal and the size of their paws. I think the paws have a big effect on it. So, like, I would say that a bear's paw is probably significantly bigger than a lion's. Oh, yeah. So, right. I'm... So- I'm taking Tiger right out of the question. Real quick, before yeah, you go, Bob, you can continue. Is it cool if I grab a brew? Do you care? Oh, you take whatever you want. Okay. Yeah, we I didn't really... I some as well. So. So, all right, no, and you can throw those in the fridge, too, okay. if you want. And, yeah, we got a ton of stuff in there. Hell yeah. Um, Brandon, you mind grabbing me another uh, Miller Lite? Yeah, I got you. Thanks, man. Um, I'll take a... You know, like, grab a, a beer for me, too. You want a Miller? Yeah, sure. Cool. Right now, um, in this... There's, so there's a three-minute video, and there's no bear versus lion, right? Like, that doesn't exist, but they're comparing strength, athleticism. Dude, fucking lions are fucking legit, Yeah, dude. lions are... Li- like, you don't... I don't think you realize... Lions are massive, too. Yeah, so, like, holy shit. But I'm, I'm, st- I'm going bear. I'm going bear, because I think that the bear is going to have a better reach over the lion... Because he's one, he's going to be fucking a lot taller. And he's got those the claws, dude, on his fucking hand. So, like, a couple swipes down at that lion, it ain't looking good for the lion. You know? The lion might have a, a, a bigger and mouth. And a lion can't walk on its fucking two feet. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like... He can basically fist fight, whereas, like, a li- yeah, a lion is, is kind of beat. Could be like that guy in the fucking kangaroo when he punched that kangaroo in the face. You ever see that video? Oh, with his dog? <laughs> yeah. The he guy, just squares up with him. He's like, what's this up? This is one of, the be- one of the best videos on the internet, dude. One of the best videos on the internet. Have you seen that, B, where the guy, where the kangaroo takes the guy's dog and then he fights Appreciate this it, fight to the kangaroo? Yeah, okay. Dude, you're a fucking... Look at Brandon's producing today. Look at that. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. Wait, so what is this video? Sorry. This video is a dog. A kangaroo gets a hold of this guy's dog. And the kangaroo has the dog in like a chokehold. Yeah. And then the guy comes over to the kangaroo... To get his dog, and then they both they, put their, just they both put their up. dukes up. They uh, both square up, shit. and then he punches right. He punches the he kangaroo. Just, he socks and the, the kangaroo, kangaroo in the face. is so su- he's like, what? like the kangaroo is so surprised. <laughs> Yo, you don't realize how fucking legit kangaroos are. Yeah, dude, oh. they'll throw hands. Yeah. They'll throw hands. They'll throw. Their legs are more powerful oh. than any. Yeah, you do not want to get. Dude, kept. imagine how much of a kangaroo could figure out how to squat. Like how much it could fucking squat, dude. Probably thousand pounds or something. Something ridiculous. Crazy number. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And, and we're like... Little, find the video. Right we're little, little bitch-ass humans. Little bitch. <laughs> Yo, our, we have no strength, bro. We have nothing. Like, a, compared to animals, they're fucking... Their strength for their body weight... I mean, even an insect like an ant, like, their strength per pound of body weight is just absolutely ridiculous, man. Yeah, you gotta watch this video. It's fucking wild. Oh. <laughs> just, <laughs> so, yeah. I'll go back. So you can see him. the dog is there. He runs over. What's up? Bam. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, dog wanted no part of that shit. Dog no. was like, "Animal Kingdom, I am below you. Like, I'm out. Dude, like, I'm, out. <laughs> I'm out, bro. Just 
just walks oh, up that's and socks crazy. him in the face. Fuck, man. <laughs> that dude has balls <laughs> fucking punching a dude, kangaroo. For real. Yeah, yo, dude. Yo, that thing kicks you, you're dead. Real shit, as soon as that kangaroo let go of my dog in the chokehold, I'm dipping with my dog, <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, I don't think I'm sticking around to punch the kangaroo. Like, I'm almost <laughs> like, dude, if you want the dog, I mean... You know, kind of yeah, take the dog. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, I want to live, but dude can we pulled, switch off of Justin? <laughs> dude pulled up with... Oh, yeah, sorry. He's just no, been chilling here. Word. Shout out to you, Justin. Appreciate your question, buddy. <laughs> here, let's go back. Justin, once again, send us the update, bro. Um, yeah. No, we know. Also, Dev, we got your answer. You said lion, but I want to know your reasoning. So yeah. update us on that, yeah, too. Yeah, throw us no, the no, next vid. Dev said bear, didn't he? I thought he said lion. Did he say bear? Sorry. I think he said bear. Run it back. I might have misheard him. No, no, that's cool. It's cool. I just... Yo, here's my question, bro. Grizzly bear versus tiger versus lion. Who's winning? I wanna fucking know. Grizzly bear versus tiger versus lion. I'm going with the lion. Oh, he's I wanna hear the All right, you're right. You're right. No, dude, because I think the thing was with that is that he's probably right, but we're, we, I don't know. I want the bear to be. I'm going bear. Yeah, dude, I'm still yeah. sticking with it, yeah. but. It's like, like if if they told me it's lion, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's what I was saying. Lion was my second choice. I just think that tiger is out of the conversation. I don't think a tiger's standing a chance. Dude, have you seen a fucking uh, what are those things? Uh, what are those other things? There's lions. There's tigers. There's little dog things. Hyenas. Hyenas. Yeah. Yo, crazy, bro. Well, they have Get strength in numbers. numbers. Yeah, right. numbers. Yeah. It's like almost like I mean. I wouldn't want to fuck with a wolf, but a pack of wolves is a different all story. My, right. All my dad has been talking about is Alone. Have you watched Alone? No. Uh, but I've heard I've heard good things. Dude, Alone is legit as fuck. It's a movie? No, it's a show. Okay. And what they do is they drop people off in like Alaska in the wild. And th- whoever lasts the longest wins like a million dollars or half a million dollars. Oh, shit. And you'll have these things... Um, they have, you know, they have every type of, you know, the grizzly bears and wolves and all that. And it's not even the wolves. It's like these little, they're actually cats. I forget what they're called. They're a type of cat. If I said the name, you might know. Oh, Fisher. It's called a Fisher. Okay. It's a big cat. It doesn't really look like a cat. It looks like a cat between a cat and a fox. <laughs> but there's wolverines. There's these Fisher things that are like 80 pounds. And then there's wolves. There's coyotes and grizzly bears. Damn. And then you. And there's only one of you. And the next person's like 50 miles away or whatever. And so the second you touch down, you instantly go from predator to prey. And this guy, like, has sets these traps. He got like a bunny. And then the next day he goes there. It's just blood because this fisher, this little cat thing, you know, I say little, but it's like 80 pounds, just goes and is like, no, dude, I live here, son. Like, you're catching my food Damn. right now. And there's, and the, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, they have people like, you know, the winners, they, they have to go through so much shit. Or the one guy had a heart attack. Like, it's just, it's what, crazy. It's a crazy they, show. What do, it sounds it. crazy. What do they give them in terms of tools and resources? So they can bring, like, a certain amount of things. It's kind of like a dual survival type of deal or whatever where they could bring a certain amount of objects. So I think the, they, the most that you're going to have is probably, like, a tarp, an axe, a uh, fire starter. It's, like, five to ten things or something okay. like that. Um, Clothing. You have clothing. You're not, it's not naked and afraid. Dude, Which, I fucking love Naked and Afraid. I watch every episode. Dude, I of love that, show. that shit when they're like, fucking loved it. Lily's survival rating is a six. <laughs> yeah. She died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Like, they're like, 
all right. And then they go to the next guy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. she fucking died? They're like, yeah. what? That, that's one of those shows where I've like walked into people's houses and like caught them watching it, maybe saw a few minutes, but I've never like and sat you saw down an and watched. that you weren't trying to see right dude. there. Right, right. It's like, what are you, are you watching porn? Like, show, what's, show, at least they're fit. Yeah, at least if I'm going to see so a random hard. guy's ass, at least he better be fit. You know what I'm saying? That show goes so hard. I, I've literally watched every single episode because they had it on Hulu for a while. I think they took it off now. But they had every single episode, every single season on Hulu. Dude, it was just always on. We were always watching it. It was fucking awesome. It's like one of those things you can just throw on. It didn't matter if you're doing something else. Like it was just kind of in the background. But it's it's a pretty good fucking show. My favorite is when the chick is way more badass than the guy, and then the guy just gets all up in his feels about it. His masculinity is threatened immediately. Completely threatened yeah. <laughs> because yo, these chicks are like fucking marines and shit, bro. Like yeah, they're survivalists. That's like survival literally what they train to do is to survive out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Yeah, dude, they're they drive fucking Subarus and shit, and they go hard. And uh, but I no, I love the dynamics of that. And and I am very curious though, B. Maybe you can weigh on this, but like a lot of Discovery Channel shit, like they have to stage so much of these shows. Oh yeah. Like I know, like Dual Survival, the entire thing is staged. Like there's nothing that's not staged. And as you, and this is even me now too, that I'm coming along to this kind of film world a little bit and understanding angles and shots and scenes and all that. You start to see things. You start to go, oh, that doesn't make sense there. They cut that in or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. But that's got to be like, that must happen to you when you're watching. Like, there's probably, you probably have to turn your brain off a little bit to, to kind of consume something like, like that. For sure. And not analyze the shit out of it. The only way there isn't bullshit in a show like that is if the showrunners are the same people that are pumping money into it. You know, the executive mm-hmm. producers, the one that are funding the shit. They're not going to wait around a month for you to get that shot of like the gazelle running by or like the, you know, the epic shot of like, you know, they, I mean, those things they'll pay, you know, um, like animal videographers and people to go out and maybe shoot separately from right. the show, like different crews. But in terms of like, I don't know the exact dynamic of Naked and Afraid, but it's it's yeah. like Survivor in a way, right? Like where yes, yes, okay. it's two people who are go out naked with like a couple things, yeah, and they have to survive well, together, yeah, and, and they it, don't. But know they each do, other. they do tell you like they have a full crew that's like ten miles away from yeah, you oh, yeah, at all times, all, yeah, or whatever. Right. Like they're in within like emergency distance, but they never interact unless like one of them is like I'm done. Uh, yeah. The camera crew yeah. is there though, so they do right. have a, a you know maybe two three per- person camera crew that will film them from a distance. They don't interact with them. Um, at least that's what they tell you. I mean, I'm sure... This all started... Do. But they do have their own cam... They, most of it is from their own they actual videos. Shit, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where most of the vintage, uh, the footage comes from. This all started with Bear Grylls and Les Stroud. You remember Bear Grylls? Bear, yeah. Yeah, and then R. Les R. Stroud, too, yeah. Um, but yeah, Dual Survival, though, they're, they're, they're sleeping in a trailer, dude. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I've worked on some reality... Um, but, like, if you think about, like, shows like um, Love Island or Jersey Shore, like, other shows where there's a, a group of people and you know how they always have, like, those shots where they're in their bedroom and they're having those, like, secret conversations that as an audience member you feel like you're getting the inside scoop yeah. on? Those rooms are, like, their show rooms, you know? Once they're done shooting, they go back and they have a whole other room where they're just staying. You know, those are just the rooms that the... the you know, the camera crew came in and they set up the lights, they set up the camera and it's hot in there, but they have rooms that aren't hot that they go once they're done shooting and chill at. So there is like a bit of an illusion of what's going on. Um, but yeah, uh, there is a lot of real elements to reality too. Sure. I don't know. Like naked and afraid is probably the only actual 
reality TV that I've actually enjoyed. I don't really like that's reality TV is like my least favorite genre because there's guy I know like I'm like first off like you know who cares yeah <laughs> that's for like sure. that's yep. like my biggest thing it's like oh my god she had sex with this guy and cheated with him and you know you know oh my god whatever who, who fucking cares I don't give a shit you know that's like it's I just amazing don't, I don't have enough care to be like oh I care about these people's relationships like. Yeah. I want to not I want to be the person that doesn't find it entertaining but once you start to watch things like that you start to realize why people do find it entertaining like my mom loves housewives like yeah oh I no I I get the appeal below deck bro fire fire show or do you know what that show is that's the one where they're on the boat right they're on the boat dude. yeah and the captain he's like this old white guy with slick back white hair and he's a bad you know he's a cool guy and then he's got to like you know fucking some random fucking fret asshole is yeah. you know not doing his job and then two of them are fucking and then it's like yeah, it's like I'll watch I'll sit there and watch I'm like I'm kind of getting into this like I want to know like, see I'll watch the 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 bachelor or the bachelorette with with Michaela like I have no choice because it's on whether I like it or not yeah. she's gonna watch it yep. so like I just by default watch it but I just like shit talk it the entire time oh yeah it's so funny if you watch the bachelor or bachelorette or whatever every episode there's like a hot button word that they will just stick on the entire time. Like, sometimes it's, like, connection. Like, oh, my God, we connected. Oh, my God, we had such a connection. And it's everybody is saying <laughs> connection the entire time. And then the next episode, it's like, oh, the, you know, feelings. Oh, my feelings are hurt. Oh, my feelings feel so good right now. Like, they, yep. it's every episode. So, I'll, like, I'll be like, that's the hot button word. Like, yep. you know, I'll call it out and shit. I just love it. You start to figure out how the shows kind of work. Like, yeah. can I get put together? You can it's pick like, up on that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, it's just funny because, like, my girlfriend loves it. She loves yeah, it. my girlfriend. Yeah. So, like, she's... I, I don't think you have to be an idiot to watch reality. You oh, know? no, like, not I think, at all. I think there's people that... You know, my girlfriend, she's very intelligent. But for her, it's, like, almost just, like, a mindless escapism. You know, you totally. can just sit there and zone the fuck out and really not give no, a that's shit. that's what Vicky says, too. You know? yeah. She's like, I don't even want to... She's like, I don't want to... She's like, I don't know why you're watching, the, like how you're watching these podcasts and trying to learn shit after work. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, right. I get the, and then I do have my, like, even last night, dude, I went through. Sorry to cut you off here, Brandon. No, you're good. I did a Joe Joe Rogan for like 20 minutes, and then I did like, a, then I did like Burt and Tim Dillon, and I finished that, and then I was saw nothing good on YouTube, and I'm like, I need my Netflix, bro. Like my Netflix. If I go to Netflix, my brain's turning off. You know, that's my mindless so everybody has it a yeah. little, I mean you're fronting if you say you don't want to watch some mindless ass shit but anyway totally. what are you watching on Netflix these days I was watching that Woodstock oh, okay. 99 gotcha that's how we got on it so I can do Narcos but it's like I'm gonna Narcos is the only show I watch and then I'm gonna do a whole season and it's nine hours and it's a nine hour movie and I can they're all speaking Spanish so then I gotta rewind it and even though I love it I, I'm making it. It's like a dedication that I Whereas a podcast, I don't know what I'm gonna get, but I don't even have to. Typically, unless you're talking to a scientist, it's not that hard for me to follow along. Yeah. And I've been training my brain to listen to shit for so long, like that. It's kind of not. It's not difficult for me. It's like pretty. It's not even active entertainment at this point. It's like I can just passively watch. But yeah, dude, I want to watch fucking Narcos, bro. That's the only thing. And Word. the documentaries and stand-up specials. That's it. I love stand-up. I just watch stand-up, basically. Yeah. You know, when a new special comes out, I watch it. See, I'm I'm mostly like consuming TV shows, like like shows. You know, like that's on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Like I like series shows like a lot. That's probably my favorite type of. I mean, I do love movies, but 
I can fucking get into a show. You know, like I just I just finished last night The Sopranos for the first time. Dude, what? I was just gonna bring that up. That's fucking weird. That's that's mad weird. Power the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Some weird shit going on here today. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, my last name is Ferrero. I'm an Italian from New Jersey, and up ah, in, what? What? Um, but up until uh, up until like. January, I hadn't seen The Sopranos of this year, January. Oh, dude, yeah. you were talking about it the other day. Yeah, Literally yeah. same for me. Literally yeah. same for me. So I, I've binged the fuck out All of it. Right. What were your thoughts? <sighs> On which part? Um, <laughs> the show is an entirety I, or like... I mean, it's a hard question, but as an entirety, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that... I, I think that my biggest kind of appeal to it is that this it's the story that you don't ever get to see from the mobster, from the the... the in a way, average kind of guy who tries to make a better life for his family, but has to do it in a way that's not average, you yep. know? Um, and like, if you watch the show, the highlight of the show is not the crime. It's not the, the, the murder and the drug. Like, it's not that it's about the guy who goes home and he goes home to a wife that, you know, does like, is, is, is cared about, you know, Hey, I'm going to make you food. I'm going to do this. And that. but, you know, wants all of his attention where he doesn't want that in in the same way. He wants to pretend yes. that he has the perfect family, but he really doesn't. Yep. So it's more about the family and about the guy on an emotional, personal level as a mobster rather than the mobster who's just the hardcore. It's know. about that dynamic yeah. more than it is just about it's, a being a mobster. No, it's, t- it's, it's less about being a mobster yes. than it is about just this guy with his family. For sure, Got it. you know, and one of the most like groundbreaking things about the show is it's one of the first times we have like this anti-hero kind of vibe going on, mm. like where your protagonist is the flawed character. Yeah, you know, most of the time your protagonist is this person that you instantly buy into their story and you're supporting. It's them almost like a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, and, and like you said, Tret, like you know, it's this idea of putting up this image or front, and then there's all these things going on behind the scenes and. You know, American families in the late 90s, early 2000s, even today, like, yeah. everyone's putting up some sort of front. Like, right. everyone keep, has bullshit going on behind the scenes. The you Joneses, know? man. Keeping up yeah, with the Joneses. Yeah, keeping up with the Joneses. It, it exists. Yeah. I, I loved it, though. I thought the show was absolutely amazing. I, I, I like, I mean, we've talked a little bit about movies and film and stuff, but, like, my yeah. favorite thing is, like, when you get these little these little scenes that are just, like, perfect. Yes. You know? And there's so many of those little nuggets all throughout the Sopranos. There's just something that's so simple that you don't even realize that like, oh, this actually like, it, they're showing it to you for a reason, yep. you know, but you don't kind of realize what it is yet. Or maybe it seems not important, but like you get the significance of it if you're paying attention to it. There's just everywhere in that show. And so I'm like gobbling up that type of like cinematography in a way, you know, the way that they, you know, like even just the in the last episode, they, you know, one of the cuts is to Tony waking up in bed. And like you know, normally like they do like the, uh, the eyes you, you the know, eyes open. Uh, That's you know, what you're doing with your eyes. You know, here. stretch whatever. But it's a it's a hard cut to him going like waking up out of a nightmare, it, like, like oh, in a way. So his eyes like shoot open. He realizes that oh, I'm just in this bed. And like so he like is processing. You know, so like you're seeing him not in a traditional type of way of a character we were watching on TV waking up. Yeah. You know, it's not like gentle and it's not you know romantic in a way you know it's very rough you know it's like 
he's jump jolting out of bed and then realizing that oh hey I'm just still here. Is Real, that realism? Yeah, realism. Exactly. It's very uh, it's very realism. Yes. Is that a ter- video? Ter- is that an industry term at all? That's that- just like um like a literature term. Yeah. You probably start it there and then you know as technology is advanced you know TV movies things like that. Because there's but- your the the opposite of that would be I guess exaggeration of reality really like I, uh, the opposite's not really you just opening your eyes and it's like a normal waking up from bed well, sorry to interrupt well that's surrealism okay surrealism See, is an exaggeration this is why Brandon's here yep yep that is that one of the last shows that was and this is we don't we probably don't know the answer but like is that one of the last shows that was like a national like everybody no. was watching it was did that even happen then or like yes that's what happened then they won so many fucking awards yeah. for that like show. it was pop it was not popular it's popular now but it was very popular oh it was yeah it, yeah. it was like it people was, were waiting for the next episode and they would sit by the tv right and there's a reason that it. hbo yep. was hbo mm. like that was part of that True. that whole thing i mean obviously you had a whole bunch of stuff before hbo yep. but still HBO was HBO when The Sopranos was happening. It was part of that thing of an exclusivity type of thing, and it drew all the people towards HBO to go and watch this national phenomenon that was happening on TV. And it still happens. It happens all the time with all different types of shows. Stranger Things, national phenomenon. Uh, Game of Thrones, and now into this new Game of Thrones has to be one of the biggest ones of the last 10 years I guess I would think I started watching it last week actually for the first time for the first time ever I'm having I'm making Vicky put me on it I'm gonna I told her I was like you have to put me on it I'm not gonna because I know I'm not gonna get into it but I wanna appreciate it and people talk about it and I just wanna know enough to have a conversation you're You're gonna get into it no you're gonna love it you're so wrong you're going you're going to love it because whatever idea you have of that show is wrong Mm. yes because it's It's wrong yeah one hundred percent. Whatever you think that you're gonna get yourself involved in is so off because you just don't, you don't see anything that's happening in the show. You can't is, even. Is it unlike it's, it's any a, other? Like The Sopranos, sure, it's unique. There's other. There's Goodfellas. There's movies that they portray Italians. It was. Sure. A, it was a thing they did for twenty years. Sure. Is Game of Thrones unlike anything else? Yes. Yeah. It's unlike anything else because because of the. I'm sorry. I didn't no, go ahead. Off, but um, because of the the, the setting, because of the. Uh, the fantasy because of the realism that is really embedded in this type of unrealistic show it it's just there's so much depth there like and you yeah. get thrown into mid storyline like it throws you right into the mix and they're talking about things and places and people that you have no fucking idea of what that is what significance it is yep. and you have to figure it out as it goes what's up and buddy the story from hey, what's there. going on hey mate hey, hey how's it going man <laughs> no you're good we're just rolling jack we're just throwing you we'll we'll maybe we'll swap jack in and we'll do a rotation or something sorry happy, about the uh, what's happy, up buddy happy birthday thank you man i appreciate it <laughs> only met you over zoom he's one of the original podcast principles members jack. yeah i remember now hell yeah son we were just jack we were just talking about um because jack could probably weigh in too but just talking about the sopranos Ooh. and then game of thrones and like how different they are from other shows. So I could go. We Jack could go in for hours about movies and shit like that as well. Sure, but dude. I'm not a um, buff. I'm not a buff at all. I like what I always say is I like good movies. That's it. Yeah. Like that's it. I just like good. I like movies that I like. It's like you know how people aren't music people. They like here's my four artists. Sure. That's yeah. how I am for movies. Coen Brothers, fucking any '90s cult classic. That's like that's kind of and then random movies through the two thousands. But like, give me any Fight Club, Coen Brothers, like give me the nineties, I'll love it. Mm-hmm. But I just have my era, dude. Yeah, 
that's kind of it. <laughs> like, I just, I haven't explored. Like, now, um, because my girlfriend loves movies so much, she's put me on, and we've discovered new movies together, so I've kind of had this new thing, but, like, I never got past the fucking two, early 2000s with movies, dude. Like, uh, uh, Ed Norton, like, you know, and uh, American History X, and, and uh, you know, even, like, The Italian Job, like, that was it. Like, that was the end like FX, whatever was on FX, and then like I never, I lo- I don't have a, I never was exposed, and I never really cared. Like I never wanted well, to I'm, try I'm to. I'm glad learn Vicky's more. putting you on to. She's putting me stuff. on, dude. Yeah. yeah, and I have to sit there and watch it too because my ADHD fucking flares up. And it's like, <laughs> I'm off the shit. Uh, so I want to hear your take on The Sopranos. Then what do you, what are your overall thoughts and? Um, to go th- back a little bit. Sorry, I, I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I mean, to give you an idea. Uh, the show ran from 1999 to 2007. So you're tuning in to like the Italian mob scene, like on the end tail of like its glory, you know, like one of the first things that Tony's complaining about in the show, which was groundbreaking. The one groundbreaking part of the show was that he sees a therapist. That's, that's the one part of the show where you have this super powerful, super masculine dude, you know, going out and seeing a therapist it wasn't it was unheard of at this point you know for someone like of his stature to do that um but one of the first things he complains about is i feel like i'm getting the shit end of the stick here you know like all of my ancestors had their glory days and here we are like you know people will get arrested and they have no problem ratting people out people like the times were changing for italian mobsters and he talks about it um Mm -hmm. But as a show, it's it's fucking brilliant. You know, the producers that casted for that show deserve like a ten out of a ten. You know, standing ovation. They, oh, yeah. the the cast is phenomenal. Um, just like Trett mentioned, like I'm sure you know the screenwriters deserve, you know, deserve a hell of a lot of credit. But there's a lot of scenes where I'm assuming there was some sort of improvisation going on where they just let these actors do their thing and you got these fucking fantastic moments that you probably could not recreate if you told them to do it another way. Yeah. No. It's it's so organic. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like th- there's a character in it his uh, his name is Corrado. He's like the old uncle who's like kind of the boss. Uncle right? Junior. Yeah, uncle yeah. Junior. Yeah, it's yeah. his name. The fucking lines that this man says, it's like everybody knows this guy in their family at some point, you yeah. know? He's like that old guy who just doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's like, if you come in and you talk to me, you're going to get, you know, hey, you look like a fat piece of shit. No filter. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. Fil- yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, it's just yep. how he's, like, and it's just, like, it's so brilliant how organic and, like, natural and, like, real the characters feel. It's just amazing. Dude, I, um, Game of Thrones and Sopranos, I guess. Yeah. From, it is for me, dude. Next, for sure. Because I'm already on the. I already want to start the Game of Thrones. Yeah, so. Sopranos won so many awards. They wrapped it up in 07, and then you don't see Game of Thrones come from HBO till like 2011. So there's like a four year gap there where HBO is kind of scrambling to figure out how figure to, out. Yeah. Well, how do we create another hit show? Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. they, they fucking did it. You know, yeah, they fucking did. So, dude. But another show. I don't know if we want to keep talking about shows, but. That I Shit would, show, baby. I, I would argue that this, this is just <laughs> one long podcast, by the way. This Word. is how this is gonna go. Yeah, I would argue that The Sopranos heavily influenced um, the makings of Breaking Bad. Um, That's my show. That's Word. the first show that I waited for the episode to come out. Word. I caught up to it on on Netflix or whatever, and then I had to wait. And that was the only show that drew my attention that much in my entire life. Good for you. You saw it earlier than me. I did not yeah. see it until it was already I came all out. On, Same. Started watching it on TV season three, I think. Okay. Yeah. I was, whatever, 15 or 16. Did that, did, that, did, that was on 
regular TV though, wasn't it? Right. It was on yeah. FX or something. Yeah, like that? yeah. It wasn't a HBO. No, it was not HBO. It, wa- it wasn't. Wasn't. Who's the co- who bought that? Who, uh, who? No, it wasn't FX. It right. I'm not AMC. sure. Oh, it was AMC. AMC. Yes, you're right. That's yeah, right. Walking, yeah, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, they Walking did that. AMC era, era, their era was ridiculous, yeah, dude. For they sure. went Breaking Bad to fucking Walking Dead. I bet there's a couple other ones. Yeah. They're still making Walking Dead episodes, aren't they? It can't be good. There's I no don't way know good. if no. they are. I used they, to be. I used to be a big fanboy. Yeah, yeah. As soon as um, actually, never mind. I don't want to spoil shit. Yeah. I was gonna say well, something. Yeah, well, if you do a spoiler alert, that's the only way to do it. Okay, spoiler alert. As soon as they fucking smashed Glenn's skull in, that's kind of when I was like, all right, this yep. is, you know, I, I kind of lost a little interest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Breaking Bad, you have another, like, this anti-hero character. You know, yeah. he doesn't start off as an anti-hero, but you see him become... Dude, it's almost a Sopranos S, yes, right? for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. if you compare Tony Soprano and Walter White, um, those two guys, like, there's a lot of parallels for sure definitely Dude. i think the difference too but like between walter and, and and tony soprano is that you see walter white continue to become the bigger to go badder yes. more even when he doesn't need to sinister anymore. right yes it becomes like a like a lust for more yep. where it's different from tony because tony's almost in a way like i want to keep things calm and neutral like the problems that happens he is very um, open-minded to solving them peacefully, yeah. where others are more on an aggressor standpoint mm. against him. Yeah. So he becomes almost like the the trying to be a peacemaker, but in a broken yeah. world, you know, where Walter is leaning into that that type of being like I'm, I'm the ringleader, and it's a ama- I'm the badass. He wants. Jesse to take it more seriously, which is funny. It's like he becomes the leader as well. Yeah. Where he's like, you should be taking this mess shit seriously. You got a you know, good head on your shoulders, kid. Like, sure. It's, it's like he can't be satisfied enough that this kid is just a meth dealer and knows, and knows about meth and he's a druggie. Like, right. he still has to make him better right. to benefit him. He's like, fuck, now I got to build the fucking team. Like, shit. Like, yeah. now I got to lead. Like, right. You know, it's yeah. just, yeah, he kind of, he, he steps and no, nobody else can do it. As good as him, and I heard that Our Father is pretty good. Um, I think Cranston does that too. I haven't seen it. It's a newer show. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's about like he's a judge, and his son gets into like some kind of does something bad, and he has to cover up for him or something like that. Mm. I mean, he's just incredible. Cranston's one of my favorites. For me, Cranston's it's Jeff great. Bridges, Cranston, Ed Norton. Those are yeah. my All fucking phenomenal. guys. Brad yeah. Pitt, fucking pretty cliche, but you know, Fight no, Club, great actor. Fucking love him, yeah. dude. Yeah, dude. Breaking Bad was a. That was the first show that I would just sit in the middle of this fucking summer and just sit there and just, like, throw the AC on in here and just, like, just binge. Just sit for fucking hours. The only show, dude. It's great. Anything, um... Have you worked on, like, non-reality TV shows? No. Would, um, you, would you want to, or...? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I would have to be doing a lot more union work, um, because most shows like that they're not gonna hire non-union crew members yeah they're usually sticking to union guys you wanna hop in yo I was gonna say I'm gonna go take a piss and you can catch us next week for part two of the birthday extravaganza episode it was three and a half hours long so I figured why not chop it in half we have a almost a completely different episode on the back half that's coming out next week so make sure to tune in thank you so much for supporting the show and we'll catch you next week all right peace
perfect.